Hello and welcome to Happy Place. I'm Fern Cotton and this is the show that helps you value the authentic you. Today I'm chatting to Natasha Beddingfield. What are you communicating? What What is it you want to say? And I think it's the same with all art. I think if you're doing something like, how can I make people like me? I think you can kind of see through that. The audience can't be fooled like they know. Sometimes I listen to the words of the verse and it says, we've been conditioned to not make mistakes, but I can't live that way. Or um, I'm outside the lines. I'm, I break tradition. And I'm like, but do I? I've, I have moments in my life where I try to be liked. So I'm like, it, it's, it's great that I wrote a song like that because it keeps bringing me back. So I'm like, am I actually pushing the envelope for myself? Am I going outside of the comfort zone? I think it's very unlikely that you don't know the words to Natasha's 2004 song, Unwritten. You might think you don't, but that song was everywhere and literally, still is so I bet you do. Natasha came round to mine a couple of weeks ago while she was in the UK and the wild thing is she's only recently just learned how popular her music is over here because she moved to the US to release music there a long time ago now. I really loved catching up with Natasha because she and her equally talented brother Daniel would obviously come on the various shows I was presenting back in the early noughties. More of that hilarity in this chat but this was a really cool opportunity to get to know who Natasha is now. We talked about gorgeous naughty's fashion, the various tactics we have used to get our kids to go to sleep and how to exercise your vagina so you can project your voice. It will make sense soon, I absolutely promise. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, let's do it. Here's the show. Tasha Beddingfield, what a joy to have you here. We wanted to do this for so long. We have. I've I've been a huge fan of yours, and like I listen to the podcast, and like if I live in America, and it just makes me feel like I'm at home. And I grew up listening, like watching you, and so like I'm really fangirling now, right now. But um, likewise, back. I'm over the moon to have you on. Thank you. And we were actually messaging. Now was it last summer or the one before? You played Mighty Hoopla. Was that last summer? Yeah. Yeah. So you, this performance, I watched it on Mighty Hoopla is a beautiful big festival in London. Yeah. And you had 30,000 odd people singing with such passion, unwritten back at you. And I yeah. messaged you and went, oh my God, that is the nice, like the most beautiful performance I've ever seen. I had, I have goosebumps thinking about it now. Like it was such an amazing moment. It felt spiritual. Um, yeah. But you also said it was like a really amazing thing to come back home and see that many people going crazy for you because that's not yeah. necessarily the messaging you've had from the people you've yeah. worked with over the years. Yeah, because because I, uh, funny enough, unwritten, it only got to number six in the charts out here, um, and then they sent me off to America, and um, I basically like toured America for six months every day in a different state, um, singing it until it became a hit out there. 
And so I didn't even know that English people were singing unwritten until Mighty Hoopla, or actually until a Lewis Capaldi show that I did a few months before that. And it was like, what? Oh, okay. I guess it found its way back here. Oh my in. God. We, yeah. I mean, we all love yeah. that song. Thank but that's, you. this song, this particular song has got this sort of magical lasting power about it you know it's all over TikTok mm. it's now in a film called Anyone But You which is a huge movie and it's a real integral part of the film why do you think that song's got that longevity where it's just it transcends generations and whatever's going on culturally people just love it I think it feels good to sing that I feel like that's the the overall thing it's like because I get so many videos of people singing it to me uh not to me I, I guess that I think they're singing it to me but they're <laughs> actually just singing it but um, they'll send it to me, and um, and I love that because that was kind of the intention when we wrote it. We were like, can, but you know, we love it, but can you sing it? Because you know, there's a lot of music that's like it's great and it's really complicated and it's really it's award winning and it's you know impressive, but like, but can you sing it? You know, that that's the big test. And it feels yeah. good to sing. It does, yeah. It's like one of those ones where you're like releasing something when you're singing yeah. it. And I've been, you know, like there's there's everyone has probably been to one a couple of shows where where you just it sticks in your memory forever. Like I went to a U2 show uh, when I was 18 and it was at that show singing with or, with or without you where the heavens it oh. just opened and you just feel whatever it is that it's like some people might call it a God feeling or like a, a connected feeling with, with everyone. And suddenly you get answers in that moment. Like, so I've always seen myself as kind of being that role. Like I'm providing a space, a safe place for you to kind of receive what, what it is that you need to receive. That's what music, good music can do. Yeah. yeah. There was also that video that you posted on Instagram. I've reposted it about a million times of that amazing New York choir, like singing collective who get together. Yes. They just get strangers together. Could yeah. be in a car park, could be in a room somewhere. And they did this, I don't know, like four or five part harmony yeah. of so, Unwritten. I had yeah. goosebumps head to toe watching that. Me too. That. Uh, full body experience. And it's I think it's called Gaia Collective. Yeah. And we connected with them and I got them to come into the studio with me because that that video went viral um, because it's, it's, it is, as you said, it's like one of those moments. Where yeah. just, it's um, it's taking you somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So what, are they singing on yeah. a song with you? I, yeah, I, I got them to sing on a song that I wrote. Um, yeah, it's That's called um, so Your Child, lovely. My Child. Oh my yeah. God, I love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt quite excited that there's communities like that who are just using music in a way that um, it's not about selling something, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's healing. I healing. think it's yeah. really therapeutic. We like me and the team were just in the kitchen talking about that exact thing that mm. don't have to be a brilliant singer, but singing with other people. If it's in a choir, or it might have been church back in the day, or yeah. now at a gig, singing as a collective, it does something to you, like on a cellular level. So I can't yeah. imagine, like for someone like you who has this gift and this voice. That is next level. That must feel incredible it to really do that. It really does. I mean, using the vibrations of your voice, I'm sure something's happening. And there's studies now about the vagus nerve that we're all learning about that, that show that that releases stress. And I know you've been doing a lot of things like that. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, my Chanting. throat is something I think about a lot because about, God, what year are we in now? Four or five years ago, I had a massive cyst on my vocal cords. Really? Yeah, no it was, okay. I had no clue, but I literally couldn't speak, which is obviously oh, quite a nightmare because yeah. that's literally all I do. Yeah. And so I went wow. to the doctor and I had this sort of yeah. pee on my vocal cords and um, I was meant to have an operation and I kind of got really stuck into looking at, right, well, what does this actually mean though? Mm. You know, what am I not mm. saying? Why am yeah. I not using like this part of my body properly? Yeah. You know, like I was really, uh, became obsessed by that because I know... 
I think like the a body lot speaks. of people, it does. <laughs> yeah. The body keeps yeah. the score. I think yeah. I was not saying a lot of stuff. Mm. And anyway, cut long story short, I went to go and have the operation, went for a pre-op checkup and it had gone. It just dispersed naturally. <gasps> yeah. So I have to watch yeah. this and I'm sure you do. Obviously yeah. it's it's what you do. You're you're using that part of your body all the mm. time, but you've got to, got to use it wisely. Yeah, I have an amazing vocal coach and he really... Um, He's always been like that as well, that thing of like, what are you not saying? And a lot of trauma is is stored in your voice. And it's kind of amazing when you start doing, even like doing vocal runs and stuff, it kind of releases a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's all that tension yeah. where words So how did you stuck. release it? Did you do body work? No, I no. literally started saying stuff. Wow. It was that simple. And it was really mm. tiny things. Like I would be in the back of a cab mm. And say it was too cold, I would be too worried about saying, oh, do you mind turning the AC off? I'd feel so mortified. So I'd just sit there shivering. It was silly stuff like that. So I started testing myself to go, oh, do you mind if you turn the AC off and just feeling it and going with it? And then slightly bigger examples. Yeah. And then trying to do it in my personal life a bit more and... It's been a slow, long road, but it's definitely done something. I had a, um, um, I had like a word for myself. You know, like sometimes at the beginning of the year you have a word and I, the word for myself for this year was really interesting that kind of came to me, but it was, you know, like how we put this thing of long suffering. It's like a, almost like a, that person's so long suffering. Have you ever heard that mm-hmm. term? Like it's kind of like this put on a pedestal thing yeah. that they're very patient. And I actually, um, the word for myself was long suffering no longer. Yes. You know, because it's actually not good to just suffer through those things. No. Yeah, it affects you in other ways. Oh, my God, hugely. Like you say, the body keeps Mm -hmm. the score. It's all in there. Yeah. It's all in there. I relate to that. How do you feel about this new, I'm imagining, liberating autonomy that artists like yourself have where... You know, back in the day, we're the same age and I remember you and your brother both starting out and I was on probably Top of the Pops at the time, Radio 1, so I clearly yeah. remember you both exploding onto the scene. Back then in the early noughties, the power was purely in the hands of the label, yeah. but also the radio stations. You know, unless you had a radio station committed to playing you and a label that were going to back you, you weren't going anywhere. Whereas now with TikTok and social media and how artists have a bit more freedom, I feel like the power has shifted back into the audience's hands. They're choosing what they like. Have you noticed that shift? I think that's a really exciting thing about where we're at right now because um, you can get that direct feedback and people are much more more involved and you can connect with people more. Like we used to have to approve photo like we couldn't post photos of ourselves like you'd have to have like 20 people go oh is this a good photo (laughs) I remember like there was one photo we're going to use as a single cover and all everyone was a all the people who worked in the office were girls except one man and they were like oh I think she looks really great and there's one man in the room and they were like come and see this um they were like doesn't she look great he's like the boobs are a bit small. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and they're all we all looked at him and were like, excuse me. Yeah. You know, um But that was so commonplace. Yeah. Like Yeah, I was like, I'm in the room. I, I like my boobs. They're I'm sort great. of shocked, Thank but you. not shocked because yeah. like A, it's gross, but B, yeah. I've so been there and that was so commonplace back in the early noughties. It was. People were talked about. And also and people... talk about when you're in the room. When you're in the like room. Like you're not there. Like yes. her, look at her, look at that. Horrendous. Yeah, yeah it's weird. But... Do you think that's impacted who you are today and how you are today. I I had to get over that a little bit with like, that's why it took me a while to kind of get into the social media thing because it was almost like a hurdle I had to get past because you kind of get told something enough times and you kind of go and, you know, you stay, you're like, no, that's their job and this is mine. It's definitely become more like we all have to be photographers now. Like we all have to kind of, you know, the the hard part of that, you don't have like the same kind of 
uh, you can't blame anyone when it goes wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that like was me. <laughs> yeah, like if everyone's telling you what to do, then you can say, well, that was the label's fault, mm. you know, but you kind of have to figure it out. And I think if you see it as um, a game, but it's just like, I think kids do social media so much better. Not kids, because we don't want them on there, but like... Young people. You know, young people do it so much better because they're not afraid of mistakes um, mm. and because it's a game. It's like, oh, it's kind of like a video game. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it mad that, I mean... With your, with especially Unwritten coming mm -hmm. back into the charts and everyone talking yeah. about it. I'm not even going to say again, because I think there has been sort of constant love for that song over the years. But it feels so strange that now looking at the early noughties is a throwback. I'm sorry, but that for me was last week. <laughs> but also like the fashion, I know. like the, the spaghetti strap tops it's and you back. wear three tops or <laughs> like back. jeans under your dress. Yes, the <laughs> yeah. dress and the jeans. Yeah, I never thought that would come back. It's all back. Yeah, it's and we're back. there now the yeah. second time around. How, we're not yeah. even old enough. What's going on? I don't understand. I'm I don't 20 understand. still. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand. I do feel 20 as well. So oh, I, I it's guess, terrifying. Yeah. How do you think you've changed looking back to when you started in, in the industry and where you're at now what have you learned that served you well and and how do you feel about the music industry with it changing so much I think it's just um it's always going to be about a good song is a good song so it's always going to be about like what is a good song you know I think it's just what are you communicating what what is it you want to say and I think it's the same with all art I think if you're doing something like how can I make people like me I think you can kind of see through that more yeah. than ever you can see, like someone's sitting even like someone's looking at the camera and like angling their face because they know that the light hits them great. You, the audience can't be fooled like they know. Yeah. So I think it's more about what are you trying to say and us really kind of defining that for ourselves as well. When you listen to Unwritten Now, mm -hmm. does it have a different meaning to when you wrote it? It's it's challenging now. It's Sometimes I listen to the words of the verse and it says, um, we've been conditioned to not make mistakes, but I can't live that way. Or um, I'm outside the lines. I'm, I break tradition. And I'm like, but do I? You know, <laughs> and I realized with my fashion choices, sometimes I just was very, I've just been very, I've been kind of like trying to look pretty or be, you know, I've, I have moments in my life where I try to be liked. So I'm like, it, it's it's great that I wrote a song like that because it keeps bringing me back. So I'm like, am I actually pushing the envelope for myself? Am I going outside of the comfort zone? Um, that kind of thing. I love that. So you're like learning from your yeah. song all over again. Yeah, I want to do a photo shoot that's really celebrating that where I'm like really edgy. Yeah. I don't know if I can dare to do that, but it's, isn't that fun that we have to be in that position where I can, I mean, we all can do that. Yeah, um, it's so yeah. good to get out yeah. of our own comfort zone and, mm. and try new stuff. So yeah. let's go back to when I remember you coming onto the scene. Obviously, your brother was a little bit before you. So his album was out, was it 2002? You were 2004? Yeah. yeah. So what do you remember of that time? Was that helpful, him coming out first, or was it a pressure? It was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. He's my older brother, so he always did everything first. And I've always kind of been able to watch and learn and be like, oh, I won't do that. And I will do that. Yeah. That's the benefit of being the second child. Um, yeah. I, but I think, like, you've you've met so many people that when, they first, when they've had a, a brush with fame of some kind, and it always kind of it's always overwhelming like there's no way to kind of prepare for it it's a it's a an amazing thing but it's always a bit like whoa that was crazy did he have yeah. active advice for you um he let me use his band which was amazing love yeah but he had a car crash like a couple of weeks before I released my first single is that the and timing had, of yeah, it I didn't he realize was in New Zealand. my whole family was in New Zealand with him where he had the crash and he had the screws in his head like he had the Kanye West 
Uh, I don't remember what you call that thing. Yeah, I remember like the pictures of him. Thing. He got packed yeah. with this head brace, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, it was very so, serious. Yeah, and then he's totally good. But it was like, it was a bit of a weird time because I was releasing the music, but they all they were all over there. Wow. <laughs> um, and that was the hardest thing is that the press really loved me, which is great, but they used to, they would say horrible things about him. Mm. Like every article was like the glorious, something like, you know, Natasha Benningfield and her, ugly brother like they would say things like that and it was just like that's so wrong Awful. and it's like there's not enough room for two siblings and they want you to not be friends and they, yeah they would just again and again is there any rivalry between you and it, it, I, I, I that was kind of that was very hurtful for him and for well for me as a sister because it's, it's never really was was our dynamic no yeah. and then you're having to sort yeah. of deal with the personal ramifications yeah. of that and also do your own thing yeah but apart from that I feel like I got the best job I could have ever got because it kind of like on stage, I get to be larger than life. I get to explore that kind of part of myself that I, um, I wouldn't have otherwise, you know, I get to nearly fall off stage in my heels and, <laughs> uh, you know, and sing terrifyingly high notes and manage to land them and, um, sing in front of, um, important people and, mm. you know, and, and everyone's important, you know, but like sing in front of a president or something who's not, Who's not Trump? <laughs> <laughs> that is yet to happen. Looking it was, back, it was Obama. But I was just trying not to name drop. You can name drop. Um, looking back at that period, and if I sort of rewind back to witnessing how the music industry moved around the early noughties, it was insane. It was so fast paced. Artists were just having to go yeah. from sometimes country to country in a day. You'd do a performance in the morning in one country, being another continent later on that day. It was so weird, yeah. How did you deal with that, the yeah. sort of fatigue and the uh, attention, the pressure of that sort of schedule? I, to be honest, I have a lot of memory loss. That tells me that it was quite stressful because yeah. my body just has, like I don't actually remember where I was for a whole year, kind of there's places I don't know where I've been. And I, I remember meeting other, other people who've gone through that and a lot of times they kind of, when they're in that mode, when they're on the red carpet, they're a little bit, there's a kind of spaciness because you're kind of not, you're like in a zone. <laughs> you're trying to cope with it a lot yeah, of the time. Yeah, and but you're also channeling something. You're also just kind of embodying and going into a, a state. So like sometimes when I go on stage, when I come off, I'm kind of, I can't even like, I can't remember people's names. I can't, like you're, you're kind of going into a, a zone. So there's, you're also channeling. There's a kind of shamanistic kind of thing when you're on stage and you're actually, when you're doing it well, you're actually in a flow. Mm. Um, so, it, you know, there's, there's, there's the ups and the downs of that, you know? Have you always been able to get into that flow? Or is that something with sort of time and confidence that you've been able to go, oh, I don't have to worry so much about how I'm sounding or what the audience is doing. You're just much more in the moment. Sometimes it's it's really hard to get into that. Like some, and you know, like how we all gravitate towards like the negative things that people say. It's like yep. online comments or, yep. <laughs> or, you know, sometimes it's just that one comment, like everyone love, says something great. And then you just, that, that one keeps you up all night. But it's like that on stage. Like there's sometimes one person in the front with their arms crossed and a frown on their face and it feels like they're casting a spell on you you know and you're just oh like you know you just kind of have to kind of and then you're trying to impress it. them like I will win you over yeah I will make you enjoy this gig yeah or if you think of the wrong person like if you think of someone from school who didn't like you or you know like if you think of yeah like sometimes I just I try you know and you just develop your techniques like so sometimes I'll think of 
<laughs> I think of Tina Turner or yes. like I think of Mick Jagger or something like someone who's like abandoned on stage and that usually helps get me back. Mm, yeah. So great. So you were all musical growing up. You were actually in a band with Daniel and your younger sister at one point. Is that right? Well, so the best way to learn how to do music is to get in a band. So it wasn't a professional band. It was just a band with my siblings and it was just like a way of learning learning how to do music and my sister and I we just learned so much from Daniel like learning how to be in harmony and stuff like that so how did you all discover music what made you move in that direction and think right I've got a voice or I'm really good at production how did you move towards that we did grow up in church and there was this amazing Afro-Caribbean church I don't know what it's called right now but the Wade brothers they were these brothers um, and they had this amazing church in South London and they were like our uncles. They let us call them uncle. And um, they had this whole thing where they would let kids play in the service. So they would have like an eight-year-old on the drums and who was really gifted. Like everyone was gifted. Everyone is gifted in that family. And they just let, welcomed us in and let us be part of that. But I think some of our musicality comes from that really. And mm. um, and just, you know, in 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 church, there's a thing that music takes you somewhere. There's, it connects you with your higher self it connects you with each other and with God yeah beautiful yeah and so when you started gravitating towards this is actually now a career option this is what I want to do and your brother yeah your parents were like very cool about it go for it yeah my dad actually encouraged me to quit university um which I know is unusual because usually dads are like come on do the sensible thing but he was like the other way around he was like we all know you're a singer like just do it I didn't even go to uni. It wasn't really? even. <laughs> was not on the cards. <laughs> so my parents were just like, whatever. They do what you, you got to do. They, they knew that you knew what you Yeah, but yeah. I'm really grateful yeah. for that. And I think, you know, there, there is still a lot of pressure on kids in the school system yeah. or to go down a certain route or it's the parents' impression that they put on the kids of where they should head. And I think, yeah. actually, it's so, I feel very lucky that my parents would just like do Me what too. you've got to do. Did you do kids TV? Yeah. Because that's where I feel like. Yeah, I was. I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I barely went to school. Quite frankly, I feel but like, t- I feel like TV was a bit like kids' TV was better back then. It was. I don't like think it, was it really bit, exists anymore. It's kind yeah. of there's I guess yeah. stuff on Netflix. But we, I was yeah. very lucky. I got to be really shit and practice <laughs> on kids' TV. Yeah. Without any judgment, because social yeah. media wasn't there, and just do my thing. But I'm so grateful, and I'm sure you feel the same. Like having parents that were going, yeah, follow your heart, do what you've got to do. Absolutely so lovely. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. One of my favourite videos you posted on Instagram is with you playing your mum a new song with headphones on. Oh. I was like, I was all weepy. She cries. Oh. Your heads are touching. So She's feeling the lyrics. Yeah. So beautiful. So that's the song that that um, the, was, guy collected, the guy I collected oh. sang on. And I did it with my friend Milk, um, who, who's an incredible activist and artist. And yeah, um, like we were in my mum's back garden and the light was just, 
it was just like so um, beautiful. And um, I, she, I, I couldn't have imagined that she would have a better response. You know, like so adorable. She really felt it. Yeah, and she's really always been like a believer in all of us. You know, you, you know that we're gonna do great things, and she always wants to change the world and everything. So I think for her, um, that song really like struck a chord. And so lovely. Yeah, I was so touched. That was so gorgeous. So she lives in the UK. Yeah, Molly. You're now in the states. Yep. So yeah. how, how you must miss her hell of a lot. I do, I do. Yeah. I mean, we we've all found ways to connect, haven't we? Now because of technology, which is great. But yeah, I, miss, I haven't seen her actually since I've been I've been here for a week. But they've had so much press. I haven't seen her. Isn't that terrible? But you'll get to you before you go. Yeah, I'm going to see her tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, that's good. And just do mm-hmm. what will you do? What would be your dream day with your mum? Well, I have a I have a son, a six year old. So it would be amazing to for him to see his grandma yeah. and. Um, yeah, just to That's be at so her house. Lovely. Her house is really cozy and oh, yeah. gorgeous. And how your little boy's called Solomon. Solomon. He's mm-hmm. six years old. Yeah. How's he doing? Because you posted this beautiful video a few years back now. Yeah. It was a very meaningful moment because it was just before Christmas and you were reflecting yeah. on a time that was much tougher when he was tiny and in yeah. hospital. So when he was two, he was in hospital for five weeks. He had a, um, a spontaneous brain abscess. And it's never been explained what it was. Um, but, um, you know, anyone who's gone through like a health thing like that, you know, and, and come out, you know, fully recovered, you, you know, you just know it just like changes your perspective on life and just to see how amazing doctors are. And like my, you know, like I'm not anti-vax. I'm not like I'm not anti anything medical because it, medicine saved my son's life. And um, yeah, it's like I'm going to be forever grateful. You know? I mean, he's such a brave yeah. little guy. Yeah, he's amazing. Must yeah. have been incredibly stressful for you and your partner to go through it. Yeah, at the we time. were touring. We we had a tour all over the states. I had a record deal as soon as I um as soon as I um had my baby, I got a record deal and in America, and we made music, and it was incredible to kind of have my baby breastfeeding in the studio and uh, like I, I, and see that our son he's very flexible and he could travel, and we went on tour. And then as soon as we came off tour, and he had this seizure. And we were, we were in hospital and it was like, oh, it was this moment of like, life is so fragile and, you know. Uh, it's so scary. Yeah. What what helped you get through that that stressful period? I mean, the fact that he lived really was helpful. <laughs> mm. um, uh, what helped me get through? Friends, family, prayer. Yeah. And he's doing good now. He's great. He's great. Yeah. It's so great. lovely. He can come with you and it's tour so around fun. with you. It's so fun. Yeah. Is he showing yeah. any musical oh, yeah, yeah. ability at Definitely. the moment? Definitely. Bit of yeah. singing going on? I mean, so I'm like, my, <laughs> so I do that thing like when you tell your kids to do stuff and you sing it to them. Like, you know, when you need to clean your room and you're like, clean your room, you know, like just like all day. <laughs> like when, it, when he's get, getting ready for school, I'm like, I hope you know how loved you are. And then I make him reply, yes, you know, <laughs> hope you know how loved you are. Yes, I know. You know, I make, oh, him, I make it say genius. back. Yeah, um, because sometimes diff- <laughs> difficult stuff, like it's time to go to bed now. Like it's, yeah. it's good, it's easier in a song. Are you still singing that? I'm not. I'm really? shouting that one. Sh- yeah, yeah, no, no I'm I, shouting that one too. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I need to. That. I need to add singing into the household. That sounds much yeah, nicer I than know, me. Like putting screeching. kids to bed is supposed to be a nice. It's hard, a nice though, thing. isn't it? I find it so brutal. Oh, like, mate, bedtime. It's so it just is never ending. It's, it's like, never I, ending. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm like waiting for it to feel good. I mean, I love all the cuddles, but it's, I hate to tell you, my kids are so eight and eleven, and I'm still yeah. doing the same. Yeah. We've got into terrible habits. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. 
I am, so my kids share a room because I don't want to not share a room. They yeah. don't particularly love each other. Like they argue all the time, but they want to think sleep in the same room. They feel yeah. safer in the same yeah. room. So I'm like, great. And it's next door to our bedroom. They're in a bunk bed. I've specifically bought a bunk bed with a double at the bottom because invariably one of us ends up in that double yes. bed at the bottom of the bunk bed in the middle of the night. But getting to bed, we've got a nice little routine going down. Don't mind that. Love the, you know, reading books, gorge. I'm a big reader. I love reading with my kids. We've got into the habit of I or my husband has to stay in the room whilst they're going to sleep. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what do you call it? You're their, their, you're their security blanket or something. Oh, <laughs> mate. I wish I hadn't started yeah. it. I mean, I've no, tried I know. I, to use it for my I benefit. Know. I'm like, I'll meditate. I'll meditate yeah. while I'm lying here. So I'll have, yeah. and then I'm like, I'm bored. I'll do work yeah. emails. I'll do some work emails. Yeah. I'll try and use that time. But I, at eight and 11, am still lying next to them, waiting for them to go to sleep. <sighs> yeah, and then, but then there's that whole other method, the sleep training method. And then it's like, leaving that feels them cruel. To try it out. <laughs> that feels cruel. I think, and then there's new stuff. I think Gabo Mate or whatever is talking about yeah. that. That's not. So it's funny because you'll have people say it's wrong not to. And, and then the next studies will be like, it's wrong to do that. It's so hard, isn't it? You just it have is. to follow your instinct with each kid, I think. Yeah, and I think my instinct know? still is, although yeah. I'm sometimes lying there thinking, why am I doing this? Um, this is better for them because they're not yeah. stressed out. Yeah, and I think that thing of like, this is changing, even in those hard times, that's changing me, right? Like that that's doing yeah. something good. I, I'm sure it is. It's cultivating patience. I'm sure it is. Even though like, I was really excited because like, I found like... Um, I found a book app, a kid's book app on the on the phone and I was holding my really heavy phone up and reading to him. And then I, the only problem is I'm so hypnotic when I, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to read in a hypnotic way. So, you know, like and the hypnosis is that you say everything so in a pattern. Thought, yes. And you say it with the same and tone. And then he drifts off and to sleep. And then he drifts off to sleep. And you try not to be too interesting. But the problem is that I, I fell asleep and I dropped the phone on his face. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing, but that is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the lengths we'll go to. Yeah. And also bedtime when you've got jet lag in the equation. I mean, I just fall asleep all the time and then I start talking and then I'm making up new parts of the story and I'm in, I'm half asleep. It's yeah. absolutely yeah, bananas. But it is lovely, isn't it? The, the kid kid cuddles. It is. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And I keep thinking, especially with my 11-year-old. Like what age do they stop cuddling? Well, he's on the cusp is of that he, like yeah. pre-teeny thing where yeah. he'll still give me a really hearty hug at home and be That's like, good. oh, mum, I love you. But then when he's at school, if I'm dropping him off, he's like, drop me off and then go and park the car. And I'm like, oh, cheers. That happened already. Yeah, at 11. That's where we're at, Natasha. It happens quick. And I remember my stepkids are now adults Mm. and I met them when they were tiny kids. And it's like, oh, God, that I've seen that whole thing happen. And now they're adults. You don't feel like in the moment it's going to happen. You feel like they're going to be tiny forever. Isn't that the weird thing? And then suddenly you're going to be like, but I'm going to. When will they be here while you're falling asleep? And they're like, no, thanks. Yeah, is, I know. That, is that going to feel weird? Like, yeah, we're going to yeah. think, oh, but I want, I want to still do that. <laughs> we can't win. Yeah, yeah you're going to have to buy a, another dog and <laughs> you know, exactly more kittens or cats. More kittens. Yeah, more cats. Um, I saw on Instagram as well. I mean, I've been obviously just stalking your Instagram page, quite frankly. Um, you doing a very accomplished headstand? Is oh. yoga part of your thing? Yes. Like, what? Okay. Yeah, I love yoga. What kind of yoga are you doing? Um, well, I started doing yoga. Um, just like just before I had a baby six to seven years ago and it changed my life probably like a lot of people will find the thing that does that for them and I before that I was like a really workout like a boffin kind of army style like yeah. Yeah, give it to me make it difficult like you know that kind of thing yell at me and then suddenly I just was like 
I actually talked to my trainer. I was like, you're yelling at me. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> and she didn't like me telling her that. <laughs> but I found yoga and it, um, you know, sometimes your body, you, your body just tells you what's right for you. And I just needed something more gentle. And um, what I like about yoga is it's not a performance. It's not... Um, it's not ego driven. You're not trying yeah. to show off, even though I know I was doing that headstand, but I, it's not about look at me. I can do a headstand. It's just like, this is good for me and breathing. And the main thing that I liked about it is the emphasis on breathing. And I don't know about you, but I used to do this thing uh, when there was anyone taking a picture, I would hold my stomach in. in. Oh my God, I still do that. Yeah. I hate that I do that. Yeah. And so when I started breathing in and breathing out, breathing, suddenly the pictures look better. Well, because <laughs> my whole face looks relaxed. Women are trained, you know, sucking in and we yeah. got a flat tummy and all this, and especially after yeah. having kids as well. It's like, holy crap. But the thing is, when we're breathing well, we're meant to be breathing from here. Exactly. And I'm sure when you're singing, you've got to use, you your, to use your diaphragm, diaphragm. and it's yeah. using your belly and pushing yeah. it out. So we've got to retrain ourselves. But as you, always, you have to let go of your ego in that way as a woman anyway, when you have babies or like you, like we, I don't know why we have this such thing about like our, particularly our stomachs, mm. but, you know, but um, yeah. I know, I hate yeah. that because also it's such a centre of emotion. Like it's, yeah. if I'm feeling yeah. weird, it's always my stomach that gets it first. Like I'll be bloated or I'll feel discomfort. It's, so to be holding it in the whole time, I don't think yeah. it's great for us. The only place that I'm really holding it in is when I go through on an airplane, when, when they make you go through <laughs> the thing. I'm always holding everything in, including... <laughs> My vagina, everything. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know why. I feel like they see into my body, so I'm just like tensing everything, <laughs> holding your vagina. <laughs> like I'm doing kegels. I, I, everything. The Rex made yeah. my vagina quick. Hold it in, You're like guys. Me a skinny vagina. <laughs> skinny vagina. I mean, I'm sure there are people be very bothered about, you know, skinny vaginas. It's all happening these days. I, don't, I never know how much they can see on those things. I, I hear you. I don't know if it's possible yeah. to suck it in. Is it? Probably not. Yeah. Is it? Wow. <laughs> I'm doing that now. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody said, um, who is it? Um, Janice Joplin. She said she sings from her pussy. <laughs> I love but that. That's like yeah. depth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I, so I tried doing that. And I, this is a, we really, this is what the, the joy of a podcast, you can really go there. <laughs> we go in there, <laughs> My backing babe. singer and I, we always look at each other and just like with that look, like. You're singing from I'm your vagina. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. It does help. It does. Yeah. I think even just picturing, like, I can do it now with my voice. If you're picturing from, like, coming from that bassy low, yeah. that powerful part of you. Yeah. But men walk around, like, led by their dicks, don't they? Of course. They just, so why not? <laughs> We're led by our pussies. Yeah. <laughs> we should be. Yeah. I love it. Do you know the other thing that um, singers do, like how to hit the high notes? Because um, since I had a kid, I, my voice is much higher and much lower as well. Actually, really? Piece. Yeah, because your voice is in your prime in your 40s. Which I didn't, what? Who knew that, right? Well, like, we're not told that. We're told yeah. everything goes to shit in our yeah, 40s. Yeah, and, and as soon as I turned 30, people were like, so what are you going to do after music? Like people will tell you to your face that you're old as a singer. And it, I was really surprised by that because I don't think, I don't think that, I don't feel old and I don't think... There's a lot of singers who are all over 50 yeah, as who well. who are incredible. Yeah, exactly. Um, but one of the um, things that divas do, which I, I found out, is that they want to be rooted to the floor to sing those high notes. So you either, and you want your back to be straight, so you either lean back, and that's the Tina Turner, when she leans back like that. Yeah! You know, your back's straight, but you bend your knees. Or you do the Celine Dion where you... Um, actually, Tina Turner does that too. You lean like, keep your back forward. Yeah, yeah. Deep gurgling going on. Something's moving in my deck. Your body's telling it's going on. You want to be a singer. <laughs> I need to be more like Tina Turner. No, it's Imagine so you do a whole podcast like that. But it's so interesting you because know. I will often have, if I have to yeah. go and do like a talk or something, I and 
I could be feeling really good. Like I feel really good today. I feel, I feel like my throat channel is really open. I feel pretty rooted and grounded. But there are some days, obviously, you wake up and you just feel a bit wobbly or you just feel a bit out of sorts. And I have to really picture like grounding myself, like anchoring yes. myself. But also yeah. I have to sort of have my posture has to be very... Um, gorilla like like I'm wow. I'm like this I'm like I have to be very like shoulders yes. back and I'm to convince myself that I can go out there and do it but it changes how, how I speak that's amazing. so that's intention yeah, yeah yeah like sometimes my voice yeah. will feel really closed and tight mm. and, oh, and I'm like oh I hate this I feel yeah. gross and then other times it feels really bassy and much nicer to just use my voice to Delicious. speak I yeah. saw Annie Lennox speak at a woman's um like a woman's activist event and as she talked, the ground, it felt like the ground was vibrating and it felt like there was like goosebumps, just like, you know, it was just, oh. it was like a, it was amazing. And I, it, I became aware that when you talk, it can, or when you sing or when you express something, how it can move things. Yeah. It's not just what yeah. you're saying. It's how yeah. you're saying it is so mm -hmm. important. And I think we forget that and we sort of lose power in certain situations. You know, that's probably why I got the sisters when you're not, um, speaking from that place, you're yeah. just sort of you're swallowing words, making or... yourself small, making yourself small. Like I've quiet. I've talked to some people where I felt like my shoulders, I, like I could not sit up straight. It's mm. good to notice, isn't it? And is it that? Is it like what is that? I can like, picture one person in my head now that whenever I speak to this person and I like this person, mm. I my voice, yeah, it goes really quiet and weird, mm. and like my throat goes really tight, mm. and it's. I don't know if it's them or if it's my reaction to them or whatever. It it's feels triggering. more laborious to like, oh, no, I need to yeah. be me and feel confident in being Sometimes me. Sometimes it's probably just that they remind you of someone from the part, like, you know, yeah, like, a, point. like a family member or something. And, and they've got enough similarities that yeah. it just makes you small or something. Yeah. It's a survival fair. technique, and I think probably, yeah. uh, probably if you do consciously change, do do a change in that moment, it probably helps fix some things from the past too. Yeah, I reckon you yeah. can't underestimate that stuff. Yeah, you really can't. Yeah. Um, it's so fascinating. So yoga's a thing. Yoga's I love yoga so too. Good. That's yeah. a thing for me. Definitely grounding, less killing myself, doing workouts. What else keeps you balanced in the craziness of motherhood and traveling around the world and Recording new songs and performing in front of audiences, what keeps you stable? I think it's just just trying to be present and and even when it is hard and, and just noticing it and saying, kind of noticing it, mindfulness and be like, this is really hard. And, and but but then trying to have a, a trust that this is going to this is somehow my body like I can handle this I'm, yeah. because it, I'm not going to lie. It really is hard to balance that stuff. There's moments where it feels effortless, um, but it's it's. It's hard. It's, it's like, um, you know, being on stage feels effortless. So sometimes it makes those other things that were hard much easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just like there's those unglamorous things like, you know, picking up dog poop and <laughs> I don't know, stuff like that. Yeah. I've got a kid at the anyway. moment. So we've got a litter tray in the house, which yeah. I'm not loving. Yeah. So I'm quite literally picking up shit. Yeah. You do. You've got to do it. Yeah. It's all in the mix. And also, your brother's back. So he's yeah. now doing stuff again. He's actually got a tour yeah. coming up. Yeah, this is great, isn't it? So yeah. cool. Yep. So how's he feeling about everything? You've been chatting about, you're back he's in the great. UK, he's doing his yeah, tour. Yeah, so what happened is that everyone, like people, I was getting these messages because I was getting some viral 
moments on TikTok and people were like, well, what, tell me about your brother. So I did a, a post about him and me, like, did you know that this is my brother? And then that started getting a lot of numbers. And um, like, it's just all kind of been a good flow because he was planning on doing some shows anyway. I and, need to be at that show. Yeah. Oh my yes, God, you, you got to get through this. I do too. It's like, it's <gasps> oh, that, that song. Also, there's someone so... called Fred again, 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 Love again. Fred again. Yeah, and um, he was playing my brother's stuff. So I think it's, it's so all cool. just starting to get a little bit of a flow. And people are saying they really are more feeling like wearing bright colors. Yeah. Bring wearing and, and, and playing music from from happier days. Yeah. And, yeah. From throwback of the early noughties. Right. God almighty. I mean, I was reminiscing earlier thinking about seeing you both back in the day around that time and I've got this one memory that jumps out of when I had to go wakeboarding with your brother wow and it was um, on on tv yeah yeah and it was wow. one of those like lakes near Thorpe Park yeah and your brother was really good he's very good but is that his, that's his thing he's right? got he great likes... balance yeah so he yeah. was amazing and I was yeah. holding on to like a pole on the side of the boat and still not <laughs> managing it was so shit but so I remember it was so awful but I remember him just being like he wanted to go around again and again and again we were like let him go okay. he was having a great time that was a sort of interview we were doing back in the early noughties so fun I, I noticed that when the camera's on I, like I don't like doing things like that until the camera's on and then suddenly I'm like, you want me to jump off that cliff? Yeah, I'll I'm do there. It, do it five times. Like, oh my god! I know. I said yes to everything back then. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'll pop a wetsuit on and yeah. go wakeboarding with Daniel Beddingfield at Thorpe Park. <laughs> sure, it's ridiculous times. Yeah. But now, you, do you have to do that kind of stuff with your kids? Oh, kids, yeah, yeah. sure. But I'm not like no one's. Do you have to be super mom? watching. Yeah, I'm kind of. I like all that stuff. Yeah. I like the balance of the normal and the picking up cat poo and the yeah. doing all that kind of thing, Keeps and you then. Grounded getting to do yeah. the fun bit still but much more I think for both of us now on our terms doing yeah. it how we want to do it and that yeah. feels really great and I love um I love that you are like that it's not you you'll, you'll talk to the camera when you're glammed up and then you'll just be in a moment where oh, you've yeah, just woken up and talking about trying to meditate and yeah Another, and everyone's got a podcast now. Everyone's got, oh, mate, I know. But, but when I hear you talk, I'm like, now that's a professional. Like I see, see you as like the, <laughs> Thank like, you. We'll click that. like the Tina Turner of the podcast. <laughs> yes, like, I'll take you're that. You're just doing, you like showing everyone how to do it. Like, cause you can just deliver these lines in a way that you just, it just relates. You well, know? that is so kind. Yeah. Well, for me, this is a gift because I get to do the bit of the job that I used to love on radio and all the other stuff. Yeah. But again, there's no rules and it's just like, yeah like we're doing now, we're just chewing the fat Love and it. seeing what's what and having yeah. a nice chat rather than when it was on the radio, and I'm sure you felt this when you've been sort of like pushed from pillar to post going from a radio station in Germany to the UK to God knows yeah. where else, that you're in for two minutes and you're meant to give this Try like everything soundbite yeah. of everything you're doing in one moment. And or this if you're on the TV, opposite. then you have the thing in your ear, right? Like you have a producer talking to you. Yeah, but yeah. then for, all for you guys, when you're in whatever country you have a translator yes right sorry <laughs> what have you got to remember to do I, that's what, do you do that is that an alarm oh wait I, I, but I set, what's it telling you so that's one of my mum tricks but i set alarm it says dude medicine that's my dog's medicine <laughs> <laughs> my dog's called dude isn't that but fun? where's dude in la oh so i've got to call my sister <laughs> <laughs> My dog's called Dude because I th we thought it would be funny that if you're in a dog park and you yell out, Dude, it would be very confusing for everyone. Oh, I love it. But also I love that you've, this is multi-school, this is mum life. Right, it is. Right here. An alarm set to feed your dog. 
that's in LA. The thing I have to just double check because sometimes I set two alarms like five minutes apart. <laughs> Is there another alarm? Probably. <laughs> I just ch- I just turn it off. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, well, look, it's been such a joy talking to you. You too. And I'm so happy yeah. we get to sit face to face rather than just seeing you on a screen. Yeah. And I hope that you have a great rest of your trip in the UK. Thank you. And that we get to see each other soon. Yeah, let's hang out soon. Thank Please. you. Yay. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, the dog. I really hope he got his meds when he needed them, little dude. Natasha, that was so much fun. Thank you so much for making time to come and see me while you're in the UK. I really loved that. Now, I cannot tell you how much you're going to want to be back here next week. I'm chatting to another huge noughties music icon. This woman has the most energy of anyone ever. You're going to cry with laughter. There's some brilliant bonkers stuff in the chat, but there are some incredibly moving moments as well that I really hope will touch you because they definitely did me. Come over to at Happy Place Official on Instagram and you can have a guess at who you reckon it is. So look, that's next week. But for now, the biggest thank you again to wonderful Natasha, to the producer Anushka Tate at Happy Place Studios and to you, you blimmin' lovely lot. Let go of your stomach and breathe out. Chat soon. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com